0: Hey guys, before we get into this episode, a quick update. I had some audio issues on my side and I don't know what caused it. I haven't seen it happen since, Uh, but... The audio on CeeLo's side is just fine, so I really wanted to put this out. I did everything I could to make it sound as good as possible on my side. Uh, but I do want to apologize in advance for the lower quality in this episode as a result because this was a great interview that I had with CeeLo's, and I may have to just have him back on the show again, but I still wanted to put this content out for you guys as soon as possible. I've been pretty under the weather, uh, but I'm trying to just push through with power through it, so thank you guys so much, and I will see you all in this episode. Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. I'm your host, of Philosopher, and this is where we focus on leveling up inside and outside the virtual arena every day. We do that by talking about topics and having guests in the show that I think are important to talk to or talk about. Today's guest is one that's been doing something pretty interesting. I like what he's been doing with this content. He's owned by Cilos Online. He's been doing a tutorial of sorts on... Uh, I'm not gonna say just Sakura, but that's the character that you focus on in this video. But um he does basically a rookie to uh bronze and then all the way up to I think you're at uh Platinum right now if I'm not mistaken. Diamond. Or Diamond. You're I- at Diamond. I- yeah forget a diamond yeah okay yep yeah. and so uh, i thought this was very fascinating i love people who are trying to teach others how to improve at the game and uh, i wanted to have on the show and talk about Pika's brain to see what sparked it uh you know digging into it a little bit deeper and see what else information we can learn from it so welcome to the show thanks man thanks for having me this is dope yeah no problem uh so i guess tell me what what how we got you started in, into fighting games
1: So around, I want to say 2010, I think that's about, yeah, around 2009, 2010, uh, my cousin showed me Street Fighter 4. I guess 2010 was like a year after it came out. I want to say a year. I'm not really too sure, but he showed me, he showed me, and it was my first fighting game that I, that I gave some time into. Uh, I spent like... I want to say from 2010 all the way up to the end of Street Fighter 4, playing that game, but I never really spent or really invested effort in learning the game or getting better at the game. I kind of just played it with friends and lobbies online, and uh, and that that kind of carried over to Street Fighter 5. So I guess you can kind of say I'm an old niner, old tenor, as some of them say. Uh, so so yeah. Then Street Fighter 5 came out, and I I tr- I tried the first I want to say five months to get pretty decent at it, and then I took a break for about a few months. And then once I came back to it, I said, "Okay, I want to spend time actually learning the game instead of just playing with friends this time. Because I didn't really have that many friends playing since uh, I used to play on a 360 with buddies. But this game's only on PlayStation. A lot of my buddies didn't really carry over to PlayStation. So I figured since I'm not going to have those friends to play with anymore, I might as well uh, learn a game and see if I can get involved in the community on Twitch and YouTube and whatnot. So that's kind of how I started off. So who's actually your main character in Street Fighter? Uh, so it started, <laughs> I, I changed characters like five times. It started out with Kami, uh, with then back to Ryu. Ryu was my main in Street Fighter 4, then on to Balrog. That lasted only like two weeks. I, I can't play Charge characters. Then went on to, I, actually, no, from Kami to Ryu to Chun Li, back to Ryu to then Balrog, then back to Kami to Akuma and then
0: Sakura. Whoa. Pretty all over the place. Yeah. So what what sparked your mind to want to even uh, do this tutorial? Like, why, why did you do this? So I so when I when I started, uh, when I, I want to say around 2017
1: is when I started getting into the Twitch community and getting involved with you know, streamers and content creators and whatnot. And I I noticed like some people uh, they they people started started asking me for specific advice and tutorials. Like they asked me what you do with the soccer tutorials and whatnot. And I you know I definitely had the idea of it. I thought about it a few times, but I kind of told him I I looked at the content that already existed. Anytime I want to make content, I want to see what's already out there and what I can provide that maybe some people haven't thought of yet. So I looked around and I noticed most of the tutorials on YouTube are it's, it's a lot of um, either combo tutorials or tutorials on how to get started with the character, but it doesn't really go or at least from what I've seen, it doesn't really go in depth to the, to the the extent that I want to go in. So I said, how do I make like a, like a step one, step two, all the way to step 10 kind of guide. And I guess the way I wanted to structure it was, uh, I took piano for like, a, like I want to say a few months, a few years ago. And one of, the, one of the best things you can do is get a teacher because when you, when you whenever you're learning any kind of instrument, uh, you don't, if, if you try to self teach there's no real like, like step-by-step guide. You kind of have to figure it out on your own. It's like no structure. Yeah, there's no exactly. There's no there's there's no like layout for what you're supposed to do. I think I think that that's kind of the hard the hardest part of learning either a fighting game or like a musical instrument is that what do you learn first, right? Because uh, you can definitely learn the something that's that's I guess too too far out of reach too early that you don't necessarily need at the level you're at, and then it doesn't really help you level up, right? So. This is where I kind of got the idea of uh, rookie to diamond. Now I didn't really have the rank structure in mind at first. I kind of just thought, well, how do I make a step-by-step guide that's easy for for people to to understand? And what is it going to be based off of? And the reason why I chose like rookie, silver, gold, and basic ranks is that that's kind of what most people are familiar with. I think uh, I think it's fair to say that most people play online. I think the offline community is kind of like a, por- a portion of it, but a lot of people just kind of play for fun online and just want to learn online and maybe get to a certain rank and then just like stop after that. I've heard plenty of times where some people just want to get to diamond and that's kind of it. So I kind of wanted to cater to that crowd and give this kind of like step by step guide. So that's where I kind of had the idea from Rook to Diamond. But then I also decided, I also thought uh, how am I going to uh, lay it out for each rank? So that's where, that's why I started with the stream, right? I I had like a, like a rookie to diamond stream series where I would start from rookie and then I would only keep a certain game plan that I felt was needed for that rank and then try it out myself, see if it worked and then every rank I would just add little things to it. So that's kind of how I, I started the structure of the
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I like the way you, you, you line that up. Cause a couple of key points that I, I think are worth putting is uh, yeah. And, and most traditional things like I, I, I talk about karate a lot when I, when I talk about fighting games um, and and you always, you have a sensei. you don't just, you know, you're not some dude just doing punches and kicks. That's, that's like a brawler or a street fighter. You have some guy correcting you when you're doing things wrong. Unfortunately, a lot of times in fighting games, you don't really have a, a sensei or a music instructor uh, giving you that structure and giving you that instant feedback of, hey, no, this isn't how you're supposed to do it. This is how you're supposed to do it. Uh, you know, if you're, if you have sloppy input or sloppy execution, you can hurt yourself in, in, uh, in karate or you can hit a wrong note or have it mistimed in music. In, in fighting games, usually you drop a combo or you, you know, you miss a whiff punch or something like that. Uh, but you don't really have somebody forcing you and pushing you. Uh, in in order to to do that better. So I I really like that. I've had a few people who play music, and I I think that it's always fascinating seeing that transition from someone who plays music and then tries to learn fighting games because they kind of naturally know to do certain things over and and over and over again. Uh, So another question I have is what kind of feedback have you been getting from this tutorial that you've been doing? I know know you streamed it, and then you also turned that into content, which I thought was smart. Uh, But what kind of feedback have you been getting in person, like live and also on YouTube videos? So I've definitely gotten
1: uh, a fair amount of good feedback and a fair amount of criticism, and the criticism is really constructive. It's actually something I've trying to implement for future videos or any future streams where I focus on uh, showing the ropes, right? So. Some of the fair criticisms are it's not a true rookie to diamond series because I have a lot more experience, right? Like if you, if you, some of the video, a lot of the videos I have, all the matches, almost everything that's unsafe, I, I punish in the correct way. And that's mainly because I have the knowledge, right? I've just, I have like 1900 hours. It just comes with time. You just understand what's a punish and whatnot. Now I've, I mentioned uh, several times on the streams in the, in the YouTube series that. Uh, that's definitely going to happen is that I don't expect anyone watching the videos to have the same level of knowledge that I do. It's really just a matter of time when it comes to knowledge. Uh, but I, the, the, the idea I guess I wanted to come across is, um, I wanted to leave certain things out. So like the, the rookie to diamond series, I don't use any V triggers the whole time. And the reason why I do that is because I feel like there's already a ton of content people can go to for learning how to use V triggers, implement implementing them into their game plan. I wanted to focus more on, uh the fundamentals disregarding the the v triggers and i feel like people can throw in the v triggers for themselves because you can kind of use them how you want depending on what character you play and when you want to use them i didn't to i didn't want to give like this fixed idea of you have to use v trigger at this point or at this rank because i i feel like um there's i feel at least like with a lot of the players i played in certain ranks when i was ranking up in that series a lot of people rely on v trigger and without v-trigger they 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 kind of struggle they kind of wait until they get in and then that's when their game plan starts i didn't want to teach the game in that sense because not only does it does it uh it, is that going to hurt you later on as you start leveling up you start playing better players but if you're playing other fighting games it also it doesn't really help either because this is i mean this is a, a like an exclusively street fighter 5 uh, mechanic right if you, you can't carry this into any other fighting game so i really wanted to craft the tutorial that that carried over to other fighting games and while also helping you with street Fighter. So that's, that's definitely one good criticism, right? Is obviously everyone, anyone looking at the uh, tutorial series and playing, they're not going to have the knowledge I have. So I, I I wanted to make that really clear in the videos. And I I think I did a pretty good job Um, as to how I'm going to change that for future videos. I think the, only real way to do it is like right now on on my stream i'm streaming uh uh the same Rookie to diamond series but with jury i have nothing i know nothing about jury so i'm basically taking my own advice and applying it to a character i've never played just to kind of like give this idea that you can you can still do this even with a new character it doesn't have to be soccer or whatnot um i just chose soccer because i have
0: the most knowledge for it that's all that makes sense kind of a unrelated question but one i'm personally curious about is how are you mm-hmm. starting back over from rookie are you just making a new account like buying a new copy of the game yeah, just a Smurf account Steam. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> I was wondering, because I'm like, I kind of want to do that for myself with like another character, because I'm, I'm learning new characters, and uh, I play Fong primarily. I'm a Platinum okay. Fong player, and I want some secondaries. And I want to take them from 0 to... You know, well, basically what you're talking about, I kind of went up that into practice yeah. and start over with a new character and say, hey, I can I can play with just not one trick, you know, yeah, uh, I no, don't play any sense. other games. Um, and then something else you talked about with, with I like the fact that you don't use V Trigger in your tutorials. Uh, I think that t- teaches some good habits and, and forces them to focus primarily on their fundamentals. And then I also like the fact that, you know, you you. You focus on certain parts of the fundamentals depending on, you know, it's almost like a, a white belt to yellow belt sort of thing. It's kind of how I think about it. Again, going back to karate. Uh, and then one thing with the V triggers is something I hadn't thought about until I started learning other games. Uh, Primarily because of my job, I started learning about Overwatch. And one of the terms they use is alt economy. Uh, ult economy or ultimate economy, because there's a basically a super meter that builds up over time. And you don't want to just use it when you have it. You want to use it in the right situation. And in order to know when the right situations are, you kind of have to work on your fundamentals. They use different terminology, but I'm generalizing here. And I I took that back to Street Fighter and I looked at how I use my resources and I kind of just threw them away a lot. Uh, and my, my V-Trigger, I never really had a strategy, particularly, you know, just if I have it, I try to activate it. And, you know, because I try to activate it in a very specific way, and it's very obvious. You know, I try to sweep into uh, V-Trigger activation <laughs> um, and then yeah, nah. try to do it for some sort of like 50-50, but like it wasn't really, it was pretty predictable against people who who knew how to play against a character knew ag- how to play against me. So I think that's a really good point because you kind of avoid building bad habits as you work your way up through the ranks.
1: Yeah, I think that's um I I really wanted to build it in in the in to help in the in the long run, right? Because I, I think like a lot of the questions I got was uh was I like I, some people would take my my tutorial and then try it out, and then they they'd find that uh, what I was doing was too basic. So they would try one, one extra, let's say like, for example, they, someone would be in gold and then they, 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 would, they would see my tutorial and they would, they would see that I don't apply shimmies yet. And then they will come and say, well, I applied shimmies. It was a lot easier for me to rank up in gold. And then I would tell them, you know, that's, I, I I'm glad it worked. It's just the reason why I would leave all things like shimmies till later on is that I want to, I want to leave it to where it's, it's most useful, because a lot of the a lot of the the people who come ask me questions, sometimes I would I would ask them um, if they have a replay ID. Because some people would come in and say they would take my advice, but they still can't win. So I would take a replay, and when I look at it, I've noticed um, there, there are just some key points that they're missing out. For example, maybe they're every time they throw a fireball, they dash in, and they're not even aware of like that their the habit that they're constantly uh, being predictable every time they they do that. So then their opponent would would notice that, and then they'll just they'll just punish a dash every time. And then they wouldn't know uh, uh, how, how, where to go from this. And then they would say, "Oh, maybe, maybe the tutorial isn't isn't. Maybe I should add something else, like a shimmy." But meanwhile, they, there's there's one basic thing you can correct first. And I, I think that's kind of what I wanted to tackle uh, with with each rank is try to get all the basics out of the way and make sure that uh, uh, that you that you can win with just those basics. And if you can't, that's when you add uh, d- advanced techniques like shimmies and
0: whatnot to your game plan. If if you can't win with just the basics. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, something else that uh, I had to learn and force myself to do is reviewing your own matches. Um I didn't see I don't I don't, I don't know if you do or don't talk about it so I don't want to like uh claim that you do uh but like kind of what you're talking about with identifying you know, it, for me, it's very hard to identify what I did wrong in the moment if it's not something very obvious, like, you know, dropping a combo or, uh, you know, missing a whip on That's pretty obvious. But how do I know when this person has a read on me? Like what, what are they reading? You know, what, what kind of advice do you have for people who uh, in that situation is like, you know, they're, they're doing tell and they have this very obvious tell. I've, I've seen other people do it, too. And I'm like, hey, you're, you do this every single time. You know, how do you help people identify that kind of stuff?
1: Okay. Um, that's a good question. So I have an idea for a video in the near future, uh, where it's, I, I want to explain how to analyze replays. I get, cause I get that question a lot where people look at re- replays, but they don't know what to look for. And it's a fair question, right? I mean, a, a lot of people usually give the advice that to just look at your replays, but if you don't know what you're looking for, you're going to, it's, it's not going to be useful. Right? So I, the idea I have for explaining it in that video, at least, what helped me when I was ranking up and I was looking at my replays. Is one of the most basic things you can do to start off. That I, I I noticed that a lot of people don't do is every time you get hit, you should question it. You should question not not only when you get hit, but what led it to that situation that got you that that got your opponent. uh and let your opponent get damage off of you, right? So, like I, for one example, um, let's say in your replay, you you notice that yeah you're constantly in the corner. And you're taking a lot of damage in the corner right so you you may one, one good question to ask yourself is like I, I had one when someone request a replay like that and the whole replay he's only he's in the corner most of the time and if if you were to just look at that and say let me just question every time I got hit uh, it, you're kind of just thrown into a guessing game because basically uh in the replay I saw every time he got up he had to guess and he kept guessing wrong and he got hit so then he would say well I, let me just guess better so then I proposed to him uh well what led to that situation in fact you look at the in the replay i showed uh, that that i had looked at he's constantly walking back when he doesn't have to be and that's that's one what's one habit i've seen from a lot of people uh, i i've noticed in like the gold to platinum rank some people who play too defensive they back up themselves into a corner and then once they're in a corner now you have to start the guessing game and it's like from, from there on there's not much you can do besides guess because you've already put yourself in a situation so i think that's uh it's It's not just looking at uh, when you take damage, but what what led to that in the first place, right mm-hmm. And I think um, it's it's really hard to 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 identify at first because when you're not used to looking at your own habits, um, it's it's you don't really know what to look for. You kind of just like do things and you don't realize it, and by the time you're taking damage, it's too late. So I think uh, I I addressed that actually in the I think my gold to plat video that gold is where at least when I was ranking up again with Sakura and on, on my Smurf that was the the rank where I saw people are most predictable either the same frame traps they don't they don't mix up their offense they their play they're playing too defensive or too offensive so then i i kind of already have a counter strategy because one, one thing I, I usually stress is you always want to play opposite to your opponent i think actually sarah blast mentioned mentioned this uh, a few times on his streams where if your opponent is playing super aggressive and you want to play super defensive to counter it and vice versa and i, I think uh, some people overlook that so they'll, they'll see the opponent playing super aggressive and then they also play aggressive. So then, because they're not really playing the reaction game and, and responding to what their opponent does, they're doing too much when they don't have to, and, and they usually get jumped on or, or they'll get with with opponents when they don't mean to because they're they're just too active when they don't have to be when the opponents already being active. All you have to do is kind of sit there and just react to what they do. Obviously, it won't always be that simple as you get better, but this is something I've noticed like in, when, when people are starting to to get a get a get a, get a, good, a good grasp of. of of how to improve from like, I I would say the plat to diamond and start really uh, playing on that
0: higher level. They don't address that first. And I think that's one of the most important things. Yeah, that's a really good point. And something else it's somewhat related, somewhat not. that I think about is, you know, you were talking about doing more than you need to, and not necessarily just like playing over aggressive uh, against another aggressive opponent, but uh, the amount of information that's in a fighting game, Uh, there was a really, I think my last guest, um, Ace of Spuds had a really good, uh, quote, I can't remember who said it. It was like a chess master and my dad. But like, if you look at a beginner, uh, I feel like I'm going to ruin this, but uh, it's they have unconscious. Unconscious, consciousness, oh, how do I, how do, how do I phrase this? Okay, so basically a, a player that knows nothing is just pressing buttons and they're, they're you know, they don't know what they're doing wrong. And then a player that kind of learns the game, they understand how much they don't know. And so then you get kind of overwhelmed by the fact that they don't know all these things. And so it's like, it seems like anything can happen, but as you get better, you start to condense a lot of information and realize in this situation, only like three out of five things are gonna happen. Um, and this one option is probably the most likely, unless. It's a wild boy, then you might like wake up DP or something like that. Uh, and you just slowly start to chunk all this information together. Like, chess, there's a chess analogy that's really good about like all the different pieces on the board and how a chess master will chunk a lot of information into just different formations and possibilities that might happen and eliminating anything that isn't a possibility. Whereas a less skilled player can't really do that. Um, and obviously, that comes with experience, but also conscious practice of condensing like information together. Like, rather than trying to know all the frame data, is it safe? is it unsafe? Is it punishable? Uh, or, or how punishable is it? Or like whose turn is it? You know, condensing that information and making it simpler so that all you have to do is do I press a button or do I not press a button kind of situation rather than like a lot of people. I, I, I'm one of those people that will get analysis paralysis uh, where you know too much information, but you don't know how to make it actionable. And uh, I, I, I find that very fascinating that um some people fall into that category and i'm wondering you know after explaining this do you see this with some of the people that talk to you Where they have you know they feel like there's too much stuff going on or they have this sense of overwhelm yeah
1: uh that's that's a terrific point i i that's actually also one i wanted to, why i uh, why i wanted to create this series because um i i feel like almost not even just fighting you i'm like you said you did you do martial arts uh, or even if you do music there is so much you can learn and you don't and it, it, so I think people who get into fighting games have this idea that they have to start learning everything at the same time when you really only have to learn what's necessary for, for your level of play. And then you can go from there. This is really how uh, almost every professional player has started and how they've, uh, have, how they've improved their play. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's, um, it's, it's. It also makes it more enjoyable because you only have a certain amount of things to focus on. So then you can really get good at, at at those at those few things you focus on. So like in rookie to bronze, for example, I I only kind of like what you said with the frame data and and punishing and making and punishing things that are unsafe. I I, I basically didn't stress frame data at all until about silver to gold rank everything before that i kind of just gave this simple idea where once you block something if you if you if you don't know if it's safe what you can do is you can just try pressing a button after and see if it hits your opponent if it does and you know it's unsafe and then when you can, you can just go from there. You could, you could say, let's say something somebody does like, uh, like Ken heavy tattoo in your face and you, you want to know if you can do anything after that. If, and if you, if you were to press jab or like kick, you see that connects. And then from there you can say, well, what can I do from light kick? And you can kind of take that and um, apply it to almost anything you block when you're, when you're playing against somebody. So that's, that's kind of the idea I had with rookie. And then, with every rank, I just improve a little bit, a little bit, uh, on it. So like with rookie, I just said, well, if, um, with rookie i just said okay if you're blocking something just use light kick to check if it's unsafe if it is that's fine then what we can do is when we hit bronze we can find out uh what we can link from that so in bronze you can do light kick dp so the 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 basis i had was anytime i felt something was unsafe i just said light kick and then if i saw it hit the next time i'll do light kick dp and then from there uh, uh the, in the next rank silver you would go for maybe light kick to DP, and you just keep improving improving little by little on on something very specific, like that's one very specific thing just to punish something. But obviously there's so many other things to improve on like anti airs and, and bread and butters. But I, the way I structured it was every, every rank you just improve up. So like just little chunks. And so you get to the big picture, which is usually around like platinum to diamond rank when you have all the basics.
0: Yeah. And listening to you, so like I was watching the video, and I did like how you, he mentioned those sort of things pretty early on in the rookie to, to the bronze series. Uh, is uh, the thought that I have is that it's not really a. There is no right way to learn fighting games. I've, I've noticed, you know. Again, most things are learned traditionally. Almost any craft that I can think of, there's somebody there that can teach you how to do it from beginning, like from from uh, newbie to master, or you know, from novice to master. Uh, and with fighting games, there's never, you know, other than tutorials, which even the people who program the games, unfortunately, they're not usually. Uh, actual masters of it they're just masters at making the game because my my degree is in animation and game design and so i know that most of those people that make games usually have consultants that are good at the game to to make it so it's a very fascinating competitive world that we're in especially specifically video games in general uh but like fighting games for me that's that's where you know close to my heart there there isn't this you know, everyone's trying to find their own way to teach people. Uh, but it's it's been it's fascinating that we kinda have to create this, you know, people like you who who make these tutorials, which you know are super helpful for, you know, different kinds of people and everyone learns differently. But it just makes me think there there is no um, I'm not gonna say there isn't a right way, but they're currently the Within the game itself, I suppose isn't a real a real way to learn the game from novice to actually being you know a a quote unquote black belt or grandmaster black belt or something like that. It's it's kind of an interesting thought. Just wanted to share real quick. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I I would agree. Um, I think. I I, even, I think I mentioned actually uh, some of the my the the early videos. I think the first two I mentioned that. I think it's uh, this tutorial I made is best used with other content. Like Alex Myers has great tutorials. Even Automatic has good tutorials. I think it's good to 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 get different perspectives because you have to find the one that works for you at the end of the day. Because the the way the way I. I, I structure this might be too slow for somebody. Maybe somebody just w- wants to learn uh, advanced techniques and like my gold rank or something. I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's definitely true. Everyone learns differently. And I think, I think it's up to uh, us as content creators to try to help people as best as they can just offer different options. Because at the end of the day, I think we might want more people in the scene. And I think one of the most discouraging things is uh, th- this is, this is just one genre that you you, you really have to put in the work. And if you don't know, how to put in the work, then it's going to discourage you from putting it in the first place because you don't even know where to start. So I think it's like up, up to us as content creators to really encourage people and say, no, it's it's not as hard as you think. You just have to boil it down to small things and just go from there. Uh, but maybe somebody doesn't want to learn like that. I mean, I I found this the most helpful, and I I found that there there was just there wasn't content specific to like a step by step guide on how to how to improve your play. Um, and I, I like I said, I, I'm always open to criticism. I think people have have said really f- uh, fair things about it. Like um, I had, I had someone else even say that um, this, this wouldn't work with other characters because Sakura has very specific things she can use. So what I did with that was at the, the, the most recent video I made, I had a whole section where I used someone like Laura and I, I don't have no idea how to use Laura. So I, I gave, I gave just alternate options. Like for example, uh, for like Colleen's like Colleen's uh, like light claw, which is minus four on block, right? Like soccer can punish that, but Laura can't. Laura's light kick doesn't doesn't uh, work at that range. So the the, the kind of basis I said I, I I get put out there was if you if you can't punish something, you can at least take your turn. So like someone can Laura can block it, and then she can go for a command grab after, and the, 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 your opponent will probably go on defense there. So that's one option you can do with like a whole different character. So I, I, I anytime I get good criticism that I, that I think is pretty constructive, I try to. Uh, improve on whatever whatever video I'm making next. I try to really include that um, and and try to expand on it because I I think it's you know it's it, it's good to constantly uh, improve on how you teach because teaching for Street Fighter and learning Street Fighter are two very different things and I I think there's there's a lot of uh, I I don't, I don't want to say bad advice but there's definitely some uh, some advice out there that just I, I think is it's too it's too soon for a lot of players. And I, I want to I'm trying to fill in that gap and just say, um, well, th- this is what I think of what you could do better. And maybe people could people can take it from there. So.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that last point, because a lot of times the best professionals aren't always the best teachers because they have a level of knowledge in the game to where. Uh, I, I need to like, go back and study psychology again because I've forgotten some of the things, but basically when you become a master in a certain area, when you when you are really good, it goes to a different part of your brain than what part of the brain that uses language and, and, and talking to other people. So you're literally trying to use a different part of your brain to explain what's happening, But it's it's like explaining how to breathe, how to make your heartbeat like you you don't know how to explain it because it just naturally happens. It's like an instinct for people who are at a a certain level, like the punks, the uh, taquitos, unless they're actively thinking about it all the time while they're doing it. analyzing it and they have a teacher's mentality like i guarantee if you have a conversation with punk he he probably would never be able to explain to you all the things unless you ask him like 100 questions because he just knows it at a very instinctual level uh but then there are people you know like you just said teaching is very much very different from learning itself you know they do complement each other but they are different things and you have to look at them a little bit differently as as a instructor um and and it, it it is very hard But And then one of the other points that you made about about this I really like is it is hard to learn fighting games. And one of the reasons I like that, even though it does discourage people, that part I don't like, I do like it because I think it's a great analogy for life. Uh, A lot of times, you know, gamers in general and just other people forget how hard life can be. But, you know, and, and everything, we want things now. We want the perfect job now. We want money now. We want the perfect person now. but. We can't always have that. And it's the same thing with fighting games. You have to take L's in order to start winning. And you have to start looking at what you're doing wrong in order to figure out what you can do right. And for me personally, I, I absolutely love that. It's a hard lesson. But um, honestly, if you want to be a winner in anything in life, you kind of have to learn to be resilient. Take your losses and, and figure out what you can do from there.
1: Yeah, it's. I think I think uh, what's interesting about fighting games is that it's, it's one of the only genres that there really is no luck factor it's 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 not if you compare it to like things like Hearthstone i think you know, like a battle royale game like with Hearthstone, you have a random factor where you don't know what card you're going to be drawn or like battle royale, you don't know what gun you're going to pick up right there's like a whole rng factor where with fighting games it doesn't really exist i mean it, it both players have a hundred percent control over the characters they play mm-hmm. so it's it's really like a battle of the minds and i think um because I, I think I've had a discussion before with a few people about why some people would choose a game like uh, like games like Fortnite or Counter Strike over fighting games, and it's interesting to see what people uh, people people's reasons for it. And so some of some of those are like, uh, well, some a lot of these games are team based, so you, you can't so like if if you were to lose, you, you can't you can't entirely blame it on yourself because there are other uh, other people at play. So some people find it easier to blame on other people. Uh, I've I've heard that uh it's because i I, th- I think some people think that people don't play fighting games because they're too hard mm-hmm. and i i don't know if i can agree with that because fortnite and counter strike are incredibly <laughs> difficult games i don't know if yeah. you have ever tried to really get good at those but i can't i mean to, those games have a whole other dimension to think about yeah. and I, it doesn't discourage anybody i mean these are some of the most popular games in the world so you know if one, one has to ask what makes these games so popular over fighting games and i think uh i think one one key point is um, you have to take full responsibility over every loss, and it's just kind of how it is. I mean, besides obviously the nature of online. If if you were to if you were to play offline versus a player, there really is no excuse from that point. I mean, so some people can say that well you, you're playing a higher tier character. It's like you can also play the same character. So both players are at a fair advantage no matter what. You can just pick a better character at the end of the day. So it's it's interesting to see like how or, or what what people's reasonings are for it. I don't I don't really know the answer. I think there's a lot of uh, fair fair reasonings as to, as to why people choose those games over fighting games but mm-hmm. it's kind of like a uh i want to say never-ending question because it, th- there's just so many reasons i mean one of even can be because fighting games have, have crappy online i mean i, I mean <laughs> everyone who plays online i mean knows about the the, the, the kind of state we're in right now with tech and the street fighter i mean these are games yeah. that are not very good online I and mean, that's to be honest so yeah also, i i feel you there yeah i think I, th- I think i think that's definitely one thing that could improve to to keep the casual because the casual audience is what is what pays the bills i mean these are the people who even if they don't play the game for like longevity they do throw a lot of money into into the game so you know how, how do we keep those players invested i think one of the best ways is to have good online if you look at every other very popular uh competitive game they all have terrific online dedicated servers Fortnite, counter-strike i mean they're all great online games so it's like um, how do we
0: bring that to the to the fighting game genre and it's pretty tough yeah. So speaking right. of good online, a question that I have for you is what, what do you, what do you, what is your thought on this league of legends fighting game? Knowing the yeah, that so, they have Tom and, Tom and Tony Cannon who made GGPO.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I've actually spoke about that with my, with my discord recently. So it's, I, it's one of those things where I think, um, I think if the online is done, right, I think we can, we, we, I might be able to put, or at least we might be able to put to, that to rest of this idea that um, people play, uh, games like Fortnite and Counter Strike over fighting games because they have better online. So if we were to have mm-hmm. a fighting game that has almost equally good online and that game blows up, I think we have a, a pretty pretty good consensus as to why fighting games have not been on the level of other
0: games. And potential crossplay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I, I think I think online in twenty nineteen is like when it comes to video games, one of the most important factors. Uh it's it's, it's even discouraged me from playing from even trying certain games. I know when Sam Show first came out, the online was pretty Pretty bad. I, I don't know if they fixed it recently, but that definitely discouraged me from even trying it because I've, I've already I already played two games, Tekken and Street Fighter, that don't have great online. So I think if this game were to were to really capitalize on good online, it it really could change the genre. Uh, now, if 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 we if that game comes out, if we see like six months, to a year down, down the line, it's it's still kind of it, we have we see the same result. We have a lot of hype and it dies out after. I think we might be able to put that to rest and maybe. Uh, try uh, try other reasons as to why fighting games don't pick up as 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 popular as fortnite and, and other competitive games but that's really what i'm most interested to see is to see how popular this game becomes if it has good online because mm-hmm. i think uh it's 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 a very like underrated thing when it comes to uh development of fighting games i, I don't I, I again i don't know what goes on in, with the development of fighting games but i feel like online is not given enough attention in a lot of games and i mean i don't, I don't know what are your thoughts on that
0: yeah no i I agree um that was one of the things I worked on a fighting game a long time ago an indie fighting game it wound up not getting released. I led a project before it got released but uh i it's i I don't want to speculate but i I do find it very odd that I don't prioritize that over other things knowing that fighting game is a very community based considering it's a one-on-one base game and and you have to play online in order to get some experience unless you have a local which not every person has or wants to do i find it very odd that they don't prioritize that over other things and that they would be willing to release a game that doesn't have you know immaculate online and it's totally doable compared to some of the other fighting games or other games that are out there Uh, so i i don't know what the what the restriction is that's like If it's something that they have a restriction on or they're not spending enough time prioritizing it or they just are overconfident in their ability to make a game and uh, they don't think people are going to care. But it's been a continual thing and, and it's still happening here in 2019. I don't quite understand what what why they would do that. But, you know, I love Capcom, but they also do some really dumb stuff. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think. um
1: I I don't know. I mean, I don't really have an answer as to why online is not prioritized. Maybe maybe I, I, maybe developers don't see it as important as the, making the game. I guess uh, I I think it should be on par. Mm-hmm. But again, I, it's I think part of the game. I think yeah, I, I think this this riot game will really will really you know it, it really it really bring that out this this reasoning behind it and just to see why. I'm also curious to see. Um, because some, some people have talked about characters for that game, right? What kind of characters are, are they going to have? They have so no many.
0: characters. Oh, they're going to have their League of Legends roster for sure. Yeah, I mean, they might um, add other characters from like different uh, games, but I, I they have so many characters that they can use already. Why wouldn't they use those characters?
1: Yeah, I think because um, I've I've talked about that too. With uh, what, what if they just released the entire League roster? But then I think if they were to do that, if they were to just have all the League characters. I think now begs the question: Why play that game over League if you could just play League? Like I, I I'm thinking, what if it they on, make original?
0: Yeah, but, sorry, go on.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Um, what if they make their own original characters with like a few League guest characters, and that maybe that might bring people in. The reason why I, I feel they should go that route is that I don't, I don't know if, if. If they have the same roster, I don't know if people would choose the fighting game over League cuz people are already spending a lot of time on League. So then mm-hmm. why would they go to like a one-on-one league like game with League of Legends characters? People, yeah. like cuz cuz the idea is you want to bring as many people as you as you can into this game. People who play or, or who already play competitive games, people who don't play fighting games, like, as, as many audiences audiences as you can. And I think if you were to put the whole roster ready, it might I don't know, it might it might discourage people from playing since they already play League. But I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, so uh, um One, I think they should have original characters. Uh, for sure. Um, two, I, I don't know if you know what my job is, but I do, I work at a, a university and I, I do like esports events. And so I work oh, nice. closely with some college students and we have a League of Legends team. And then we also have, just have some kids that also love League of Legends. And it's very fascinating because a lot of them are trying to learn fighting games from me because they're getting ready for this League of Legends fighting game. Like no, some of them have never even played fighting games. I'm like, dude, I, I've got to play this game when it comes out just because it's League of Legends. super, super so, interesting. Wow. Yeah. It, right it's on. very fascinating. You know, these kids are like 10, 10 ish years younger than me and they're they're learning uh league of legends or learning the learning fighting games like Street fighter i taught one uh, like m bison a little bit because he's like you know getting ready for it but he also likes mortal kombat so he's a little bit more in the know but then i have people who've never played it now they're they're just talking right now and kids get excited and uh young adults they get excited and sometimes they forget about it but it's just a level of excitement right now of just another league legends ip Is very fascinating because you also have card game and you have the shooter and and people are excited about those as well. Just because they are League of Legends, you know, they have this whole lore. Look at TFT. TFT is huge as well. And it's kind of like the casual game, but it's super popular. So I, I think that you will have a lot of people rushing into fighting games that have never really played fighting games before. Um, but I also think you're going to have a lot of fighting game players, uh, like, you know, Chris, Chris G, for instance, he plays League of Legends pretty religiously. Yeah, I've seen that. And, and he probably will play this game as well. So I think as long as the, I, I think they're going to have characters from the roster. I don't, I, I 100% don't think they're going to release all the characters at once. One, because that would be very unbalanced and hard do in, in a timely manner. Uh, two, because it would be against their, their normal format of how they release characters. I mean, honestly, you, the best way for a developer and for players to have a game is you have the, you have a base amount of characters and then you slowly release characters because you can introduce the game, you can balance the game and you add a new character and you tweak that character as you go. So usually what you want to do is make them a little bit more OP, more, a little bit more overpowered and then tweak them to the game. Hopefully like that, that's kind of ideas. You don't want to nerf them too hard, but you want to make them strong to where, you know, it's this kind of a manipulative thing, but people make characters strong a lot of times because you want, people to buy that character or to try that character or to buy the skins of that character so you want people to like that character then you slowly nerf them to the rest of the meta of the game and you just keep doing that and it keeps the game way more relevant because you have new marketing material you have new things you have new skins where you can do a theme when you release that character and you like all of a sudden you have like Mega Man theme or, or something crazy and you you release that with the character and maybe a couple of the characters that are related to that or like you know a Noxian character or a Demacian character has you know they all have themes or something like that so i think that's going to be the way they release a character um you, you look at almost every single fighting game now that they all do that and i said this like about five years ago on a podcast that most game, most fighting games are going to go the League of legend route because that's been a very uh, i'm not going to say that they did it originally but most most uh League of Legends Legends been very successful with this not just in a sense of, of making money but in a sense of keeping the game balanced and relevant and exciting for people so that's what i think about it yeah, I
1: think uh, that that's super interesting that uh, so many league players are excited about this. I, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely interested to see like what other league players think about the upcoming game if they even care. And it sounds like they do. So that's yeah. super interesting for sure. Try like and a Facebook poll or,
0: or a Twitter poll or something.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. yeah, that's, that's not a bad idea. Um, I, I also think it's really interesting what you mentioned mentioned about uh making characters a little bit overpowered to market them well to keep the game relevant. I never really thought of that. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I think I think that makes a lot of sense to keep the game alive for sure. Uh, I think I I think I think like I, I probably wouldn't mind it as much if uh, patches weren't so spread out, kind of like with Street Fighter V right now. I mean, what was the last patch we yeah, had? I mean, I can't even
0: remember. League of Legends last has them pretty regularly. I, I think that's yeah. one of the areas that Street Fighter V kind of fails, is I, I don't think their balances are either done well enough or like their character releases, like, you know, Falk, um, Ed. Um, they've had way too many characters that are very, way too lackluster. Kage, they have a lot of opportunities to make these characters a little bit more on the OP side and then just bringing them back. For some reason, they always play a little bit safe in these characters, don't like really uh, Sakura is another great example. People were really excited about Sakura, and all of a sudden, once she came out, all the excitement died down. And, like you don't really see her online that often. I'm yeah,
1: I'm, yeah, I, for for sure. I, I guess, like I said, I never thought of it that way. I, I, I think, I think Capcom would would do a lot better if they. I, I'm. I kind of like. I, in a way, I'm kind of for that route because I think it's important to keep fighting games relevant and to market characters when they come out. And yeah. I, I, like you said, I think they, I think they did a poor job with Sakura because. Uh, I, I noticed. All, I think I also mentioned this in my tutorial too. I think people um, focus way too much on what character they play in terms of relevance to the uh, other the rest of the cast. Yeah. When they don't. Um, when they don't compete and I, I I actually plan to make a whole video on this because hmm. oh, some people ask me why did I switch from Akuma to Sakura and it's it's a it's a good question right and it's mainly because um i i I think it when it comes to video games I mean you have to play whatever keeps you invested in the game, and it doesn't matter if if you were to choose a high tier that you don't enjoy, you're probably not gonna you're probably not gonna stick with with the game in in general because you don't enjoy the character Which means you don't yeah. enjoy the game because you're playing that character the whole time yeah even though so, we are talking about that. Yeah, I think, I think, but I also think switching from a low tier to a high tier for competitive play is is definitely a great idea, but I, I think you can also learn the game in and out with the character you enjoy first like I, I don't think you have to start off with a high tier right away if you yeah. don't really understand the game i think picking the character that keeps you invested will help you learn the game and then when you get to a point where you feel like you, you could the game would just be a lot easier and if, if you just pick the high tier then you could definitely do that that's kind of what i try to encourage uh in in the last video or my streamed as well is that um th- th- that's also kind of the point of this tutorial is that uh it's like I, i've even had some people come into, uh, my stream and say, hey, hey, I started with the Kuma tutorial, but I think like he's too high tier to start with tutorial. And I go, I, I tell them people all the time that it's, it's, it's really meant to, to encourage, encourage the idea that you can, you can get to, you can get a pretty, pretty far with any character in, in this game. It's just when, when you get to the highest level of play, you might, if, if you feel you want to take a, a competitive play seriously, then I think switching tiers would, would definitely help. It's just I don't think most people are on that level to begin with, and I think yeah. they're not spending enough time uh to to get better because the character they play they don't really like that much i just feel like they have to play the character because they're high tier or whatever but yeah if you but if you look at you know the majority of the player base like i said i think most people play online so if if you're just playing online and just learn just kind of trying to get better online then you can play whoever you want i mean we have warlord juries we have some of the highest ranks or some of the the quote-unquote lowest tier characters so it doesn't really matter when it comes Mm -hmm. to online play It's really just like the highest levels.
0: Yeah. No, I really resonate with what you're talking about because as a Fong main, I I definitely, and I I do compete and I play online. So I, I, I have found it very, um, I I have liked the journey that I've gone through with with Fong and I don't really have any intention of dropping them because I don't really see a need to, but along the way I decided to just try learning some new characters and I've, I've tried a few, I bounced around and Akuma's who I've uh, most recently settled on and I actually tried him out in a tournament uh, a while ago. Um, I was in uh, grand finals. I wound up losing, but uh, I tried him out and I I was really satisfied with my performance. But it also made me realize that, man, like I I had to put in way less work and I can get way more results with this character. Uh, And I, I never really understood that because I had always worked so hard to get a win with Fung. And uh, every win seems like a hard-fought battle. And it's like, I just get in their mind and they just don't know the matchup. That's a way different thing. I don't really, that's not really satisfied. They don't know what to do. I'm just going to take advantage of it. It's a tournament, you know, It's up to them, but playing as Fong, you know, or playing as Akuma, you, there is some tier, a uh, privilege <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, yeah. that I didn't notice. But I, I, will, I will say though, I, I went the route of learning the fundamentals with him. So kind of similar to what you're doing. Like this is before I came across your video. I think that's uh, after going through this journey with Akuma um, that I'm still going on. Uh, I saw your video from, you know, Reddit on the uh, R Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, they tweeted it out and I was like, wow, that's kind of similar to what I'm doing with Akuma, but I, I just didn't do ranked. I just kind of I've just been in a lab kind of practicing fundamentals. And so I'll, I'll go online, I'll play matches and casual matches. And I, I I won't really do anything fancy. I haven't practiced meaties. Um I'll just try to figure out a few things here and there. But I just focus on like my links and my movement and you know, the simple stuff that I really want to hone. And I'm like, wow, this can take me really far. I have no meaties. I don't really have any crazy setups or anything. And I'm just doing the most simplest of things with this character and I'm getting it. Uh, now I'm not trying to restrict myself in the sense of like not doing these things. So I'll try me and I'll fail and I'll, I'll get like crush countered or something because I didn't time it properly. But then it lets me know that I can't, I can't do that thing. Uh, and it's been, it's been very fascinating looking at this character and be like, wow, like I can go really far with this but because I still have a character to go back to that I really enjoy. Um, I can go back to a, a Fong and like, Winning with him feels so satisfying when it's like you're going know, to play against a Zangief, you know, a character that has way more health than me. Um, I have to beat them using my brain really like I have to I can't lose focus if I lose focus what will happen is I'll do a random thing and then I'll give V trigger one and I'll, I'll have two choices to make right and that or I lose And then you're dead yeah. <laughs> yeah I have I literally have two choices I counted all the time I have like two people in my locals that play Zangief so I play on some regularly and I'm not on my a game if I'm tired or if I'm not focused I lose for sure oh and that's, yeah that's all on me so and then uh, Kuma does have low health um, and I haven't fought them again. Against that, but I, I know the matchup very well with Akuma or Fong, so as long as I'm doing my work, then I'm good. Uh, but I do want to segue into the final questions so that I can get you out of here, um, get back to yep, what sure. you have to do. Uh, I want to know, you know, for you outside of, of your content, you know, people who who want to get better that maybe either your content doesn't resonate with you or they haven't seen it yet, you know, what advice do you have for them uh, in a sense of getting better at fighting games?
1: So, I think the most important thing over everything is you need to have fun with the game. Before, I think, before you decide if you want to spend time uh, investing in a game and getting better at it, you got to make sure you enjoy it. I mean, this goes with like any competitive game you play. If you don't enjoy the game, you're not going to want to spend the time. It's just, it comes really just like, it's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So. You have to find what makes the game fun for you. If that means playing Ryu, it's one of the worst characters in the game, then that's that's where it's going to be at first. Because like I said before, you can always switch tiers later on. I mean, well, once you have a good understanding of how the game is played, you can always change later on. I mean, nothing's really stopping you. But I think a lot, a lot of people don't focus on how much they enjoy the game first. I think uh, MDZ um, Jimmy actually had a, a good segment on, his, on one of his streams one time where uh, if... Because a lot of people come in and ask him personally, and also me as well, what, what they should do first when learning Street Fighter. And I always tell him, you want to spend a good amount of time playing with anybody you know who already has the game and just, you know, mess around in Battle Lounge, just like play around with the game, you know, toy around different characters, see what you like. And then when, when you when you've like decided that this is a game you enjoy, then you can start taking it more seriously. But I don't think enough people focus on the first part, so they start playing you know a character they don't like for a game. Maybe they don't even realize they do they don't like. And then they they spend all this time getting good at a character getting trying to get good at a game, and then they ended up hating it later on. And then you know these are the people you see in Twitch chats who complain about the game all the time. I feel like these are the mm-hmm. people who don't realize that maybe they just don't like the game. And maybe you, you shouldn't have started to begin with. So I think it's important to um well now not only enjoy, try to enjoy the game you're playing but try different games too because i mean every fighting game is different mortal Kombat, it's totally different from totally different from tekken and street fighter and sam show all very different games so you always want to find the one that that you would think you have the most fun playing and then you can play around with characters play with friends and then pick the one you like and then you can start you know investing in and in getting better at the game but it really starts with the first part i don't think enough people spend enough time on it mm. and then what motivates you to keep playing uh, fighting games I guess, I guess, uh, well, for one, I I think it's creating content. I think I'm creating content for this because there's not a lot of it compared to other uh, categories. So you can, I I think I can really get creative with my ideas because a lot of it hasn't been done before. Right. So I can really sit down and think about, well, what, what what kind of value can I add to this community? Because it's still kind of niche. I, I, I don't, I hope it would, you know, explode one day, but, you know, it's for now. It's it's still like a small, you know, a small piece of the internet, a small piece of, of video games. So it's 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 fun to make content for a community that's not on that scale yet. So it, for one, it's content, and two, I think it's a sense of community. You're I, I don't really see this kind of community with other other video games. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Does does, does Fortnite and Counter Strike have the same kind of community and events that Street Fighter does? I mean, because I've been I've been traveling, I want to say, for two years now to Evo, to Combo Breaker, and a bunch of different tournaments. And one of the things I've noticed is um, it's it's very different in person. I mean, everyone's kind of there for the same reason. And because it's like a one on one fighting game, it's uh, like the the experiences you have with people are very different than in, like team based fighting games. Right. So like it's it, you don't even have to go to compete half the time. Half the time I go to these events is really just to, to, to socialize with people and get to know other people who play the game. And that really expands in the community. So I would say content and community. Those two factors are really big and maybe partially competitive i don't really compete as much anymore i used to go to my local at next level in new york, new york city uh every wednesday i haven't gone in some time but uh I, I definitely want to reinvest in there at some point i just got a new job and whatnot but that but i i think um that that's probably that's probably like the the i guess like the, the third reason even though I, I haven't really taken it as seriously lately but um the competitive nature is also very different too because uh, it's just the fact that it's it's two people make it changes the whole dynamic from say like fortnite or, or a, a team-based game it's, it changes re- everything in terms of community in terms of content and I, I that's that's really what keeps me going when
0: it comes to you know playing these, these uh, mainly street fighter but just fighting in general so all right well i appreciate that the last question speaking of content and community is what do you have coming up and where can people find you
1: so um right now on at twitch.tv slash silos um right now on my stream i am running i'm basically taking my own advice and trying new characters i've been streaming ranked for quite some time now and i've i have i am kind of tired of the whole uh, i'm, tar- I'm kind of tired of just streaming rank for, for the hell of it i want to have some structure to it so uh, i i want to i want to take my own advice and try my own tutorial with uh, multiple characters so right now I'm doing Jury I eventually want to do Falk, Sagat and maybe Ryu I haven't really thought about it yet but those are the characters that are, that are on my list right now in terms of my stream and with YouTube with YouTube I, I want to get uh, I want to uh, have different content on YouTube so youtube.com slash is where you can find my YouTube and my YouTube even though right now it only has tutorials I do want to get into uh specifics right so right now i have a video i'm working on uh where i, I test out uh sakura's light dp as an anti exclusively and how it compares to her other anti so i really want to get in, into the, the specifics of certain characters like that and then eventually what i really want to do on youtube is get into into more personal ideas when it comes to fighting games so for example i have one well i have one idea where i, w- I want to make a video on what it's like to stream fighting games in 2019 on twitch because for like for example Streaming Street Fighter is very different from streaming Fortnite, and uh, I, the, the way the way you kind of grow an audience on Twitch is very different from YouTube. And I think it's I, I think it's important to to to, to, let, to let people know what it's like to. Stream a, a niche like Street Fighter because usually what I've noticed is it's really good to combine the two. When you when you do YouTube and Twitch, usually you can bring people over from YouTube onto Twitch because Twitch isn't really a discoverable platform. If, if, if you notice, it's kind of like you pick a category, you pick the top five streamers, and you watch those people. But uh, with with a niche like Street Fighter, I've I've grown most of my community on just streaming on Twitch. And just a little bit of Twitter, and I, I think it's it's definitely possible with, with a niche like Street Fighter. So I kind of want to make a whole. I want to make some content uh, on that subject because I, I don't think it gets enough attention. Because there's a lot of people who want to start not just playing fighting games, but they want st- to create content for it too. And I think it's 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 different. It's a different way to approach it than the uh, typical way like streaming Fortnite or something. So that's like the future of my YouTube channel. And for you, for Twitch, I'm really just taking my own advice for now. Different characters. But again, that's twitch.tv slash
0: Silos, And the same thing for YouTube. All right. Well, there you have ladies and gentlemen. Again, Silos, thank you for joining me on the show. It's been very great conversation. So that said, all the information that he just said will be found in the show notes down below or in the description if you're listening to this on YouTube. Again, my name is Philosopher. Thank you guys so much. And as always, I will see you all in the next one.